Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top two. You can be a part of the show on Facebook. Twitter or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. Well, I swear to God, if this snow keeps up, I am going to spend this season only as Pack Filler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show that is no officially, not officially bigger at, no, crap. Wow, way to talk. I had a whole... A little bit there, and now I just blew it. Have you considered writing it down and reading it? I did, and I was, but okay. I misspelt it when I wrote it. <laughs> okay, try again. Try okay, again. You ready? Okay, here we go. Okay, Do over. Professional. Welcome to the show that is now officially bigger in Seattle than heroin addiction. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, we did, according to our last numbers, I, I'm not sure what the hell's going on. Uh, hello in Seattle, because something happened over there, and you people apparently have nothing to do other than stand in the rain and listen to our show. Thank you, Seattle. Absolutely. Welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast in the Pack Filler Studios. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. And, you know, I always take a while to get out the sponsor mention, so I'm just going to say right now, thanks to the Sufferfest and Jamelli Coffee. Yay, Jamelli. Love to taste it sometime. Oh, crap. I was supposed to... Oh, I promised in the last show, too. Way to go, bitch. Shit. <laughs> oh, I was going to go pick it up. Oh, man. Right, how long are we going to go with the background music? I don't know. I kind of like it, don't you? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's just eventually we're going to have to probably fade that out. <laughs> That, that was smooth. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, be sure and rank us on iTunes. Uh, we've been getting some wonderful pos, some uh, posts and, and talk from all of you. I said posts. 
I am a professional of the day. I think I'm going to go just away for a while. But uh, thank you for your rankings on iTunes, and we really appreciate all that stuff that's going on there. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, if you listen to the show, that's great. I think listening to the show, listening to even a particular show, and yeah. then giving us some feedback, even if you think we're assholes, um, perfect. Exactly. Thank you. Um, because then maybe we can be you know, less than that or, or better, you know, anything you think we can do. And one of the things I think that has always been helpful for me is the feedback that maybe our information is more of a layman's information and not necessarily backed by stats or, you know, it could just be a, a, a surface knowledge of something. And then when we get a listener who actually chimes in and says, well, actually it's this, well, then we can actually correct what we do. So if, we're wrong on something and you know that we're wrong, chime in because, you know, I mean, I'm not that invested in it. Or we could just go completely all right wing on it and just ignore the right information. No, I, I yeah, I, I agree with that. We could, we could go ahead, we could go all Hannity on it and, uh, <laughs> you know, and give it a go. But I, th- I, I do think we'd, we'd like to get the, the right information out. So I'm not that, when I say I'm not that invested, I'm not that invested in being right. I would rather be correct. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, I would rather be, I would rather have the, the correct information before our listeners rather than me being right. I, my ego doesn't need that. Okay. Okay. Um, I do want to say hi to the, everybody who is listening to us live now. We've got that up finally going again. We always had it. It's just sometimes I tend to get a little lazy and don't get it up and rolling. But I think we're going to do this for every show from here on out, especially our live out out of the studio shows that we're working on here in the near future, which are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to those. I'm talking to a couple live venues, and you guys can come out and talk to us. And if we have guests in studio, well, in studio, on on stage, or even on on Skype or something like that, you'll be able to participate in those things, which are going to be a lot of fun. So hi to everybody listening to us live. If you are listening to us in the uh, later on, you know you can now listen to us live on the packfiller.com site. You can also listen to us live on our Facebook page, and you can also follow us along during the show via Twitter, or if we are taking calls, we will take a Skype call here and there. Pack Filler is the name on Skype. Yeah, and we've actually had a, a bit of a technical difficulty in taking calls. I'm not sure if it was the other person's technical difficulty or our tra- technical difficulty on the last show. I believe that was our friend of the show, uh, never Ben my, Greenfield. Never my fault. It, 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 we're going to go ahead and hold out the possibility that uh, our engineer needs nope. to be fired. Never my um, fault. No, I, I don't think so. And as you know, the Pack Filler production is a very expensive production. We're, we're right. very, very big in Sweden. Yeah. And so we have unlimited funds. And so our engineer was actually fired for lack of calls. Um, and and that was fine. I mean, yeah. I, I got tired of Olaf anyway. He he ate too much. Well, we're we're starting the big internship program too. We we are starting the internship program. We have uh, Lance Armstrong coming on as an intern, volunteering his time, yeah. trying to break into radio. Um, <laughs> and so, Lance, uh, if you're listening, uh, just uh, you're actually about twenty minutes late. Yeah. And um, it's not going to look good on your resume. I'm still waiting on that application from Marianne Berglund. You remember yeah. that name, Marianne Berglund? I do. Oh man, she was a cutie back back in the eighties. I remember her racing, and uh, I reminisce. Ah, uh, but I digress. Yes. Um, hey, you know what? I I do want to mention we we kind of went off on a little rant in the last show about that junior program and how things are finally going. Um, it's launched. It is launched. Sign up spots are available. We're starting to kind of fill those up. 
Bataline Bicycles has actually come on as a sponsor for the junior program. Um, and they are going to have be making bikes available at a, at a discount, not full-on free. But uh, for those of you who are curious about what Bataline does, uh, go to BatalineUSA.com. That's B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-N. Now, I'm, I'm going to show off my ignorance because I didn't yep. know about this, but Bataline, if I'm not mistaken... They used to make pretty steel frames. They did. They, they yeah. made very pretty steel frames. Absolutely. And they're still doing the same thing, except they're doing it with steel, carbon, and aluminum. And a pretty damn nice line, i got to say, across the board. Um, th- what they've done, though, however, is they've taken the middleman out of the equation. They're now selling their bikes directly to the consumer. No bike shops? No bike shops. Is that good or bad? Um, well, you know, it depends on what you're doing. And uh, well, I'm, I'm dealing with Hans, the director of, of their sales out there. And it's a really, I mean, they are they are focused on really kind of high-end quality things. And the price level I like because they're, they're all across the board. They have an actual kid's road bike that is a pretty good deal. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not the best deal of the century, but I think it's a, a, a good quality kid's road bike, and they go up from there. Well, let's just, what's the price? Uh, kid's bike is, I think around a grand. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty substantial investment, but absolutely to actually have a kid's road bike. Um, have you seen it? I have. Would you buy it for Jackson? I would. Okay. Could yeah. Jackson race on it effectively? It is race. Re- in my mind, it is race ready for the kids. I think it's going to be obviously a little heavier because with the kids, a steel? kids bike, uh, no aluminum. Really? Yep. It's impressive. Yeah, it's a nice line. So check out their stuff. They, you know, it's it's not bad. And um, I was impressed with their things. It looks like the class, you know, their classic beautiful bikes of the of the eighties is what I remember. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a you're getting it like the and and I I'm biased because I had one, but you're getting into the the bike porn, the Pogliacci. Oh yeah. What did you have? I had a, did you have a Pogliacci? I did a Pogliacci. I had a po- I'd say Pogliacci. I had a Pogliacci with the with the fishnet. Uh, um, oh. Paint job. Oh, oh, it's beautiful. I wanted one of the classic Colnagos. I never yeah. got one of those. I think one of the prettiest bikes I ever saw was that Pinarello that Roger had with the fade, the tricolor job. fade. Yeah, yeah, blue, white, yellow. It was kind of like the. Was I it like a, the Alexi like a Gray green, one? I remember kind of a green, white, pink. Was it? I, I all I know, know is it, it was a pretty bike. It was a gorgeous bike. My first one I did have was a Choach, a classic oh. steel Columbus SLX Choach. And I ran that poor thing into the back of a car. Yeah, you know what's funny is I believe uh, our friend of the show, Clay Geitman, had a choach. And Clay, if I'm not mistaken, trashed like two or three bikes and crashes in short order. And I believe his <laughs> choach took a hit too. Oh. Um, but I've always loved the choach bikes. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just kind of that era of pretty steel oh yeah and and i I, if you've never seen it you you wouldn't understand i mean it's really one of those things you just but you know i have to admit carbon these days and the way they're they're making them bikes these days are definitely they're an art form in and of themselves yeah oh yeah no and i miss i i have to admit i miss the steel though i i just this is the beauty of it i i still look Mm -hmm. at some of the old classic steel bikes i'll walk by some someplace and you know the ones that haven't been turned into a and fixie. Well, um, uh, just don't even go there. Um, <laughs> oh, but, I'm there. I never <laughs> left. But yeah, uh, unless you're on a track. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, it's funny. You'll you'll be walking along and you'll see like a even you know 
gosh, I mean, just uh, I'm trying to think of, of even an old Trek. You know, I mean, you just look, it'll yeah. catch your eye. The nicer bikes will catch your eye. Yeah. No, I agree. You and know. I just I just look at those things. And I get that bike porn thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, on. yeah. Or like, you know, you're sitting there and you'll you'll always catch the color like a, a nice Bianchi from way back when. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, don't you know, me you'll, going. you'll catch that color and you'll and, and anybody who's I'm not even going to tell you the color. I'm not even going to say it online. Celeste. You know, yeah. But but if you don't know the, the basic color, you know, the Bianchi color. If you've oh, you written, see it. Close you your eyes. You know the Bianchi it. color. And yeah, I mean, you either love it or hate it. But, uh, you know, there's there's a bit of love in my heart for that. So, yeah, I would uh, name my daughter Celeste. You should have done that. Why didn't you? God, you know. I was either that or Wanda. Um, <laughs> Celeste or Wanda. Yeah, I, did want, I did want to name her Cinnamon with an S. And uh, <laughs> the wife vetoed that right out of the gate. Candy with an I. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of like, eh, yeah, well, yeah, she's probably going to be a stripper. <laughs> a name like Cinnamon. <laughs> Oh my God! No, uh, yeah. So we we chose Presley, <laughs> yeah, without an I, P R E S L I or something like no, that. It's P-R-E-S- no, I'm just saying that would be Presley. Yeah, no, it's P R E S L E Y as in Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I got a bunch of events coming up for you guys. Uh, the uh, the the schedule is underway. In fact, there was a time trial here in town. I think last night. Did you not know of that? I did. You did. I did. It's. Uh, Thanks for letting me know. Well, no, it's not a real. Uh, well, I don't think it's a time trial. Time trial. I believe it's on in, on interweb. No, I think it was outdoors. The one on Aubrey White, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's on interweb. Okay. T- tell me. Okay. That's I can't cool. believe I'm the geek is act is asking you. Um, it's a little, there's a Strava. I believe there's an Strava. app. Yeah. Strava. I'm, I'm sorry. I really, you are non-geek, but <laughs> well, no, I'll I'm help a, you out. I'm here. No, I'm, I'm nerdy. Here for you. I'm Hold my hand. Geeky. I'm here yeah. for you. I'm so here for you. you got Strava and that's how the, uh, it's supposedly Wednesday nights and it's on Aubrey White Parkway. Anybody from Spokane will know that road like yeah. the back of their hand. And, uh, How'd that get there? Oh, never mind. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting here going, "Oh shit, I need a landmark." Where the hell's Aubrey White Parkway? But uh, seriously, no, give me a landmark. Where the hell's Aubrey White Parkway? It's just I'm trying to think. It's just well, because it kind of, if I'm not mistaken, the River Loop runs kind of north northwest. Okay, um, and so it's just northwest on the wastewater treatment side. Oh, gotcha. So you go up bowling pitcher down through. You there. go up that that hundred meter hill that you could do hill sprints on. Yeah, and then you you roll it out, and there's an orange line across the the road, and you start the app there, and you go all the way to Seven Mile Road, I believe. Flip it around and do it and there. And trial back. And there's a dot at Seven Mile Road that you go around. So you're um, kidding me. No. And then you, you upload it to Strava and done D U N. I'm pausing because I, I am blown away by the brilliance of that. Yeah. It is somewhat genius. Isn't it's it? a time trial series and you have to do it on that Wednesday. Uh, no, actually I think you can, you can kind of do it whenever. I mean, love to hear from the organizer. I mean, I suppose. So you... weather conditions could mess with it. Well, obviously this morning was not the time to do it. No. Yeah. Um, if anybody who's not from Spokane, we got about two inches of snow this morning. It's since melted off, but this is what we're yeah. This is our topic miserable. for today because it's it sucks. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Well, Ted Chauvin is the owner, is the organizer of that one. Correct. And I want to know, when did he come up with this? That's freaking brilliant. It is. It's genius. Oh, my God. That's yeah. got to happen a lot more often. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw some times on it last weekend. I mean, I yeah. learned of it last weekend. I didn't even know what Strava was until last weekend, so I'm really... Oh, yeah, I could have helped you with that. Yeah. Well, I mentioned Strava in a podcast. Uh, maybe, but I wasn't listening. Probably when you're in the bathroom. Yeah, maybe. Or just, uh, you know, I mean, my phone, I never even thought to download it, so... God, that's cool. That's yeah. a brilliant idea. I, I am officially on board with that, even though my time traveling is about, is about as good as my Spanish. Well, I know somebody who did it on their hoods and yeah. just, they have a power meter, so they, they did it on their hoods and just went and saw where they shook out and just kept their power at a certain rate. And yeah. I mean, what do you care? You're not getting caught. No. It, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Unless you're really ass slow and somebody's going to catch you an hour yeah. later when they do it. Did you, now how'd you hear about it? Uh, Roger Thompson, a friend of the show. God. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for keeping me in the loop. Yeah. What so. the hell? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I do want to mention, you know, and this is kind of us talking about the topic of this, uh, the show here. Um, we woke up to freaking snow this morning. Damn it. And uh, it is the second day of spring. Uh, it, it officially blows now. I, I, I'm pissed. I mean, I could go all rule number five and harden up. Roads are clear. But oh God, you know, I just I can't. I'm I'm in between phases right now in terms of my preparation. I'm sick of training indoors, and I don't want to pull on thirty different layers of clothes and go out in the snow and crap. Your roads are clear. See, it's forty degrees. That's why they call him the best backup man in the business. Everybody, he's <laughs> really. Did you hear that incredible rant? That Mark provided for me. What great support. Good night, everyone. I, I think that's the biggest frustration. But for me, I, I think it's different because I don't mind wet and I don't mind cold. My problem, I hate wind. Like April is my worst month. I yeah. can't stand wind. I mean, not like, I mean, you know, but anybody who lives in the scale knows that there's, yeah. there's winds that come really in April. I mean, yeah. and it's just a blustery month, and you go out some days, and you just get blown off the road. Me, I hate that. This is why I'm not doing frozen flatlands. Well, I don't know if it exists. Is it going off this know. year? I don't know. I don't even know if I'm doing rendezvous Palouse, to be honest. <sighs> I want to, but first of all, my entire team bailed on me. Yes. All three of them. Yes. And then second of all, my fitness is behind. Well, that's a tough race, though. I mean, it's brutal. Yeah, that's a tough race. That's not if a fun day. You want wind. You well, got First of all, you got how many miles of gravel involved? Mostly, isn't it? No, I think it's only like a five-mile stretch or something like that. But at the most. It's gnarly, though. I mean, you're not yeah, looking oh, at a flat course. Yeah, and this isn't just pea gravel. This is occasional cobblestone boulders that have been broken loose. And um, I, I don't think I have it in me. To just kill myself that early in the year. I started that race. Don't get me wrong. I'm support. You did. Uh, You did. And I didn't. I videoed, though. I was shooting a movie of that whole thing. So I haven't even done it yet. Yeah. And that's how bad I am. I don't know. That's not my favorite race. However, I mean, I I don't mean to not plug it either because. it's Oh, God. If you're ready to rock. You look at a turnout and there's fit people showing up. That's a good race. And that'll go along with tonight's rant. But it's it's a good race. And. I can only say positive things about the organization and the people who put it on. 
Um, it's a well-organized, well-timed race. If you're looking for early season racing that's going to hurt you, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can find a way to get fit pretty damn quick. But Well, I don't know. I mean, I I could go out there and do it. I could go out there and do it all by myself. I know I don't have the fitness in it to race competitively. I actually would race that with you if I wasn't going somewhere else. You're gone, yeah. I don't even know if I have the fitness to finish it with dignity. I couldn't. Um, I you know I uh, yeah I had I, no fitness at that time either. But yeah, I'm, I couldn't. I am the name of this podcast right now in terms of fitness goes. I'm a hundred percent pack filler right now. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. So, um, and you know what? And as I said, that I am in between these moments. It's this: Am I on the indoor trainer doing Sufferfest videos? No offense, Dave. I'm burned out on indoor training. Mm-hmm. I I just oh, I can't. And, um, I, let me, let me break in there though. I've been doing these rides. I've only done three of them, four of them, but been doing them with other people. Yeah. Sure helps. Yeah. Sure helps. I did two hours on the trainer Monday night and, uh, with a group and we did intervals and, and tempo work and everything. I would say a mild suffer fest workout. I tell, mean, it was tough. Tell but, me about those things. How many people, first of all, where are you doing these things? Uh, we're doing it in the basement of the Thompson house. It's a trifusion workout. Okay. How many, how big is the basement of the Thompson house? Mm, standard living room size. Okay. Maybe a little bigger. A couple hundred square feet. Yeah. There you go. How mm. many people are down there? 10, 12. Eight foot ceilings. Yep. I, now I know triathletes are beautiful people. Mm-hmm. That room has got a smell like a den of sin by the time you guys are finished. Well, no. I mean, not until after the ride when everybody puts on the baby oil. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, actually, we even talked about that the other day. Uh, <laughs> no, the sin part comes later. I mean, that's <laughs> a given. Um, I but, didn't mean uh, to say den of sin. I meant um, to say den of... Yeah, I, I mean, know. I well, no, I think that's one of the concerns that everybody would have is, oh, my God, everybody must be rank. And I don't think I have a dead sense of smell, but I just doesn't bother me. I mean, everybody's down there working, and I think it really doesn't smell bad at all. I mean, you've got some fans going, circulating the air. I mean, not enough, um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, you're sweating good. And, oh, yeah. And everybody's got a towel below their bike, and... They shampoo the carpets after we're done, but... Uh, <laughs> See? Okay, there um, we go. But, I mean, those are just concerns. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, if you got carpet, and even if everybody's got their yoga mats and everything else, it's just not going to cut it. So, um, a lot of sweat, but I don't know. I mean, people who work out regularly don't stink as bad as people who don't. What? I think that's true. I mean, maybe maybe you disagree, but I think how can, so. You're saying the more you work, the more you work out, the better you smell. I don't think you have a choice but to eat at least a few good things if you're going to work out. And so, people who don't work out eat like crap, and then then you smell their sweat. They're just like you know. You're pulling this out of your ass. I am. No, I'm going to agree. With you. I'm going to agree with you in terms of it is what you eat. I, I agree, and that's what I'm saying is people who are working out are generally better hydrated. They're better – I mean, you're looking at the amount of urea per sweat, um, ounce of sweat. I mean, because that's, that's what makes things stink. I mean, I'm just – I'm really spitballing here, but I'd say <laughs> if you have – I mean, like athletes tend to sweat more because they're sweating more often. 
and their their glands work better. And so I would say that people who are hydrated and take care of themselves smell better than people who smoke and drink and treat their bodies like crap. Uh, just the, I, okay. Now the, the statistics okay. So, don't okay. lie. Yes, what you're saying is if we throw a bunch of meth addicts on the stationary bikes in Roger's basement, the house will burst into flames. Um, there's but, a, there's a good chance that the ammonia smell yeah. may be greater than that of triathletes, and <laughs> but I will say that the watts will likely be higher. <laughs> It depends on what you're dangling yeah, in front really, of the bike. It really just depends on that one because come I, and get it, toothless. Come and get it. <laughs> I mean, you're you're looking at. They will go as long as you need them to. I you mean, can power the house on those guys. Yeah. So I, you know, there's you take the sun with the rain on that one, but uh, <laughs> it's like you, I'm gonna incorporate these zombies into the new power system. Oh, look, human flesh. Yeah, exactly. Come on, boy. Come on. Here we get go. <laughs> so I don't. I well. Well, I think you really look at that though. Of, and maybe that's a show in and of itself. Is you are what you eat. <laughs> what stinks more, a roadie or a triathlete? I well, actually, I would say neither. Um, I would say the mountain biker or the downhiller is probably going <laughs> to reek a pot. Oh, there you go. Now, no, 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 no. A downhiller. No, downhill. Really? Downhiller. downhiller yes. Downhiller. A downhiller. Yes. Most downhillers, yes. Um, I'm not going to let you get away with that on the cross country guys. New, no, they're they're the real deal. It's just you know they they are racing mountain bikes and not cross. You are so biased. I think men race cyclocross. I, I that's a badass sport. Oh, I'm a, no, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. That I'm is, not going to disagree. That is, with you. I mean, that is just the gnarliest sport I know of. Okay, so while we're at that, no, I agree with you. Well, let's talk about cross training. Let's talk about what. The hell, I mean, oh my God. You know what? I, that's why I think I'm missing the boat on something here. And I think it's in terms of your side of the cycling coin, in terms of dealing with multi-sport. I, be, I, I can only imagine that burnout would be less. It feels like it. I, I don't know. The other thing about being able to do a multi-sport training program is that you at least switch it up. And your resources, or at least my resources, are greater in the multi-sport area as opposed to the the cycling area. Because I guess if I wanted a bunch of people to train with or to go out on rides with, I'd probably have to go to Badlands. Yeah. You know, or Rocket Velo, I suppose. And they're good people. Or even, you know, Vertical Earth. Or or you just just generate those friends, though. I mean... I don't care what club you're on. No, that's what I'm saying is, you know, those are the people you'd be hanging out with, but my resources probably are greater in the multi-sport area. Yeah. I mean, just that's where it is. But even so, it's a fairly monastic existence. I mean, you're alone a lot, but I mean, I can go to those training things on Monday night. I can go to a group swim. I can, those types of things. Yeah, I would say that definitely helps with the burnout factor. I guess, no, uh, but uh, uh, sorry, I, I wasn't specific enough. I, but also in my point is that you have different activities. You're Correct. swimming, you're running, you're cycling, you're swimming, you're cycling, you're running. You're splitting that up. Whereas, I, I mean, I looked up some stuff on cross-training for prep for the show, and I, especially cycling-specific cross-training, and it's funny that running and swimming were two of the cross-training activities for cyclists to participate in. And here I'm going, oh, crap. Yeah, I mean, triathletes are already doing that. So you're getting that, you're getting that variety where you're not going, oh crap, I got to get on my bike again. 
Well, I, I mean, I think there's a love-hate with the bike, too, because you, you fall in love with the bike when you have a good result, or you fall in love with the bike when you have a good ride yeah. with other people, and you're up with the leaders, and everything's going good, and everything's firing. Sometimes those rides get fewer and farther between, and it can be very frustrating. Yeah. You know, whereas, it's funny, I can, when I'm swimming a ton, and I jump on the bike, I'll notice a crossover, and vice versa. You know, if I'm riding a ton and I jump in the pool, my swimming will actually improve a bit. But, I mean, you you get to a point of diminishing returns, too, whereas if you're riding and not swimming, you won't get, you know, your swimming will stay the same. I mean, it it goes back and forth, but it sure, it doesn't hurt you to go for a swim a lot of times. And it's a way to get into the, get an aerobic workout without hurting yourself. I mean, if you hurt yourself on the bike, not hurt yourself, but, like, go out and just crush yourself and then you do some stroke work the next day at least you're doing something aerobic and it's active recovery mm-hmm. and you don't hate what you're doing is there one sport that you would let's say your bike was missing you had no way to get on the bike or the roads were terrible or something like that is there one particular sport you would use to supplement that uh i i don't think there's a i i Hard to say. I think that that's actually a very difficult question because I don't think there's anything like the bike. No. I would say it, it goes the other way, whereas the bike can back up maybe swimming or running. Really? I don't think swim like you couldn't swim and then translate that into the bike. Yeah. You can translate it into overall fitness, it seems, but... I just the bike is so focused. I mean, it's it's to me the bike is a machine that focuses your power in moving. I mean that yeah. is that is what it is. It's almost like running, but it focuses your power and allows you to move much quicker. You know what I mean? So you could the bike could actually substitute a run. I mean, in a way because you're getting some aerobic activity and you're different muscle groups, of course. But you're a lot of people will use a bike to to lower the impact. But, boy, I can't think that you would run and be able to translate that into a bike. That I uh, No, I, I'm agreeing with you because I also think that there's that time element. You go out for an hour run, that's a pretty badass run. Yeah. You go out for an hour on your bike, why did you get dressed? It's a recovery. Yeah. It's something to do for active recovery. Yeah. So, And I, I can only imagine what a swim is. I mean, what's a long swim? Well, long swim's different. I mean, once again, though, the problem with the long swim, or also the benefit, is it's a lot of core and upper body. Yeah. And so, but it's really, if you're using your legs, you're burning yourself out, you know. So, in my experience, I mean, with what I do, which is mostly freestyle. So, I mean, you know, and my technique isn't as good as other people, so I use a lot of arm and, you know, things like that. So... I don't know. A long swim could be very long, though. I mean, a long swim, what, 10,000 yards? I mean, that's a lot. How, now, for those of us who have no idea what you're talking about, how long does that take? Oh, God, forever. That'd take like three, four hours. Oh, good God. I mean, it, that's my long rides anymore. I, I mean, I don't know, but if you're fast, much less. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, <laughs> really? For a 3,000 yard swim, it's usually for me to get in 3,000 yards if I'm resting and also getting the workout and talking to people and getting feedback. It's probably, for a 4,000 yard swim, it's probably an hour and a half. Okay. Wow. That's, I mean, that's. And that's a lot. I'm that's, tired. Yeah, I'm that's, cooked at the end. Yeah. Okay. 
So I don't know. You know, I, I, I did kind of research around and look in terms of, of what cross-training events and what activities work really well for cycling. Uh, uh, swimming and running came up like the first top two that I found. Um, they talk about uh, cross-country skiing. Skating especially. Yeah, which is, I think... You always see that. You'll see that in all the magazines, uh, Bella News and everything like that. All those guys will comment on the fact. They'll always have an article in, re- in some way relating to cross-country skiing every year. Sure. I have always thought of doing it. I, I still have never done it to it to an extent. I mean, I've done it to play around. I did it when I was a junior, but uh, I don't do it anymore. It's pretty awesome. I yeah. mean, cross-country skiing, I, I don't do it that much just because yeah. the, only reason, great I, crossover the only reason I don't is uh, like I'll jump on the trainer on the weekend or yeah. – I don't know. I, I really don't know why I don't. I suppose I could, and I always think I will, you know, coming into winter. But, you know, I mean, if you're a day on the mountain, a lot of times I'll want to go downhill skiing anyway. So mm-hmm. that's just selfish reasons. But, uh, I mean, those cross-country skiers out there, they're also, as far as athletes, they're the real deal. Oh, I agree. Um, they're <laughs> – holy cow. I think I think those I, – I honestly think as an athletic – endeavor other than something like triathlon cross-country skiers can switch over to cycling immediately they understand what it's like to suffer they know uh they've got a you know just the physical you look at a cross-country skier and you're going yep you're a skinny little and i also think a cyclist would have a hard time crossing over to cross-country skiing too would have a hard time yeah well i think they could mentality wise i think they would have a hard time um technique wise if you came at it later to really be a competitor Okay. I think that would be difficult for – I think mentality-wise and training-wise, you could do well. I think it would be hard for a pro cyclist to make the transition to an Olympic um, cross-country skier because it would be like training – it would be like switching over to swimming. Um, okay. Just there's so much technique involved that yeah. Yeah. Your, your competitive edge would probably be gained at the beginning as far as technique. And then once the technique was there, then you could work on fitness. Yeah. And, you know, you, you might do well, but I doubt you'll be a top competitor. Whereas a cross country skier could, that was smart and dedicated, could probably make the transition to the bike, much like an Eric Hyden. Shorter learning curve. Yeah. And Eric Hyden, well, sort of, I mean, you know, the, the learning curve in cycling is Not, well, mental. And tactically. Yeah. It's like, where am I at? Where do I sit? How do I start? Where, you know, where do I need to be? Yeah. Oh, How do I corner? stay upright? How do I do this? Yeah. You know, how do I get in my pedals? Yeah. Those, those types <laughs> of things, which I still struggle with. <laughs> it's because you're still on cycle bindings. Uh, well, no, it's, no, it's how do I stay in my pedals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cycle bindings. Exactly. Oh my God. Um, the world's worst product. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Those were bad days. Those were bad days riding in those as juniors. Any other things? You, I mean, I've got hiking here. I've got uh, inline skating. I don't know. Do people still inline skate? Only with short running shorts made yeah. of satin. <laughs> They're dressed like Olivia Newton-John from and Xanadu. Might, and they might have a, a big bushy beard <laughs> and, a, and, and like a half shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's because I, I looked at it and I went, inline skating, when the hell was this produced, this this article written? Uh, yoga, it talks about too. I've never done yoga. I understand it kicks your ass. Yeah, I, I'm not going to bag on yoga. Um, I, everything I've heard is pretty good. The problems, I, the only problems I've ever heard with yoga is the potential for injury because... What? Yeah, yeah. You'd think it would be to avoid injury. I've actually, I saw this on... 
two shows. One Curse you, was... Downward Dog. I only say that because that's the only poison. Oh, downward Dog. That brings back memories. Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, college. Uh, Those experimental years. Ah, uh, last week. <laughs> um, but uh, no, uh, the, uh, but the problem is, is some of the, I saw this on Dr. Oz, is that some of the positions actually are a problem um, for injury and otherwise, because it, it's, I would say very similar to a martial art. It depends on your instructor. If your instructor is really good, you're fine. You know, it's a great fitness. It's very safe. If your instructor is bad, they're going to put you in a really bad position where you could get injured. And yoga is the exact same way. Um, so I, I would say overall awesome. Um, you know, but just, there are some, some things there's, there's also different kinds of yoga, like hot yoga, which have you heard of hot yoga? No, it just sounds funny. Well, they put you in a ninety-five like <laughs> ass hot yoga. Hello, <laughs> two snaps in a circle. Oh. Living color, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, hello, yes, we're at hot yoga. Come here, Jermaine. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is the best place ever. Um, it's totally. I, no, you got a thought yeah, to finish. Keep going. Okay, keep going. but what it is, it's like a ninety-five <laughs> degree room, and you do yoga in it, and uh, I mean. It's pretty good because, one, it loosens you up, but it can also hurt you because it'll allow your muscles loose enough to where they won't support your body and stuff like that. But it's a great workout. More calories are burned because you're hot. You have to stay hydrated, of course. But, I mean, yoga's just like any other sport. You can get injured doing it, and I think that's one of the things. Okay. We, we would think it is like – I would say yoga is very similar to granola. Somewhat healthy, but yet loaded with fat. No, um, <laughs> did you? Did, you know what it reminds me of the ultimate yoga. Did you ever see that Will Ferrell sketch where he actually did yoga enough that he was able to service himself? Yoga will do that. No, but it was a funny sketch because he oh. finally figured out how to do it and get down there, and he he just stayed in his house for the rest of his life. They catch him <laughs> like fifty years later. He's got a long beard. Stay out, stay out. Can't I'm good. See, I finally did it. I'm good. It was a big intervention. They're trying to stop. No, you know. I guess if you finally get there, why would you? Why would you bother switching? I, I don't know. Maybe that's reason for hot yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I do some hiking. I have done some of that in the in the off season and even during the summer when I'm kind of like, oh, I got nothing else to do, you know, or, or I'm just kind of need a little time away from the bike. I will go on hikes. I, I do like that. So that's something. And I, I, hike. most people think hiking is literally walking around with a little camelback and doing nothing. But you can burn some pretty ma- nasty calories if you do some serious hiking. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I agree. I, I like, there's a couple places. There's one, have you ever done Scotchman's Peak around here? Yeah, but that was on St. Paddy's Day, and that involved a there's lot of whiskey. A guy by the name of Scott, who was yeah. from Scot- Scotland, and we call him Scotchman's Peak. Yeah. That was in college, and we don't talk about <laughs> <We> don't that. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one wasn't last week. Never mind. No, I, <laughs> when I hiked oh. Scotchman's Peak, I, oh, still, I don't tell the wife about I, that. I really needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott's was so dirty. <laughs> it was a dirty uh, <laughs> daddy. Um, <laughs> um, no, the uh, Scotchman's Peak is. I mean, I've I've done that hike that was remarkable because it was four miles and straight up. Oh and God! Like literally, That's you get serious. to the top. Well. I was surprised because I mean I went up, I I went up there with a gal who'd done it before and we hiked it and it was I mean I was like I was really surprised at how steep the actual trail was. It took us 
I mean, it was four miles, and it took well over an hour to get to the top. So it probably took almost two hours to get to the top. Coming wow. down was much quicker. Um, but uh, <laughs> there were literally – it was Grizzly Adams type. And those of you who don't know who Grizzly Adams, a big man with a beard, had a pet bear. And uh, so – but you were you were on this ridge. Sounds like the Unabomber. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. But we weren't in Montana. And so yeah. we're, we're coming along this ridge, and it is probably one of the most beautiful places I've been ever. And we get to the top, and there's a family of mountain goats right there. And they're they're there every year, I guess. Wow. And they're they're up on the cliffs and doing the mountain goat thing. It's – so, you know, I've, I've done a 10-mile hike before, and I remember being completely shelled, shelled after it. I mean, feeling like just nasty efforts. We got, oh, yeah. We actually got a call coming in. Do you want to take yeah, it? Take it. All right, we're going to take a call. We're going to see if this works. Are you there? Billy! Is this Pat Bolger? This is Pat and Mark. Billy, man, how are you? Mark Hodson and Pat Bolger. I am, uh, I am doing pretty well. Billy, I hope you know you're, you're, you're alive. Is that all right? That is just fine. I only have a few moments. We just got done with bath time. Oh, <laughs> so apparently you're living the rock and roll lifestyle, Mr. Burford. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, I, last time I saw Mark, he, he yeah. Hey, short of it, um, I just kind of got connected with what you guys are doing, and are we talking about junior racing? We're talking about, well, we're kind of talking about trying to get motivated to, and to stay going, because I, I don't know where you are, but we've got freaking snow on the ground and how to keep going. Billy's but, here. We're always talking. I'm, I'm, I'm in the can. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah, Billy's here. Hey, uh, just, a, just a history for Billy Burford, former teammate of ours from Arrive oh, Cycling Mark. Club. Yeah. Um, fantastic rider. I believe he was um, voted the top rider with curly hair. In yeah. 1986 and 87, um, a true American <laughs> badass, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're just a couple years uh, earlier than that would have been legitimate. But yeah. well, I'm doing the best I can. Things. Pat, first off. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh, here it comes. I just want to say M.A. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, exactly. For listeners wanna, who don't. You want to grow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The representation of of United States cycling, we need more people like Ma. Yeah, you I don't know, know if we can expand on that because we're live. But the no, short of it actually, is, Billy, why don't you expand on that? I think that's a great example. Yeah, I cannot count, nor do I have documentation of how many times I rode my bike with Ma Bulger, and I'll let Pat expand if he wants to, from Spokane to Coeur d'Alene for ice cream and rode it back <laughs> starting with the Spokane bicycle club and then growing to a Reve and then moving on to various other clubs and then 
I don't want to say I was ever a pro, but well, why don't we? Why don't we? You're I'm like gonna serious. I'm gonna go ahead and build you up a little bit because I mean you're looking at Billy Burford who literally went from riding to from Spokane to Coeur d'Alene for ice cream to racing in Europe on some very competitive circuits and, and, and chasing his dream, whether, whether he made it to the tour or not, this is a person who literally threw down and took the shot. Correct, Billy? You tried your best. Uh, I did everything I could. Yeah. Until my dad finally said, get a job. You should go to college. Yeah. <laughs> and you should stop and sign up for the four year. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll do it. Cause yeah. You can be a domestique all your life or, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. But, so, but, no. but I mean, given, given Billy his credit, I mean, has cycling and your experience as cycling affected you for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, other than the last few years, uh, I would take all the time off I could from work to watch the Tour de France, which I know is... <laughs> That's no. very similar to reading the Bible. Kind of thing is like, well, what everyone does, but I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's 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 people like Ma, and it's it's parents who just support what kids are doing that will allow you know, you know, the the, the guys from Montana. I don't want to mention names because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm live apparently. So. Why don't Why don't we? Why don't, I'll I'll actually throw down I'll again. Let you do it. But, I'll throw uh, down again and say there is a guy um, also named Stan Burford, and I didn't realize this when I was fifteen, sixteen years old. I'm just because I was selfish and self-centered, still am, but uh, I was I was much more so. And I think Stan Burford. I remember he took us on on a road trip to Casper, Wyoming, and and you know he took like ten days off from work to take his son and a bunch of yahoos to Casper, Wyoming to race in a pretty big race, but. That was what he did with his time. And he, I mean, you talk about giving back and giving your son an experience or giving and giving me an experience because he was going that way and I got to hitch a ride. Um, maybe that's what helps make a, a, a junior program. And I, I hope I can contribute some way the way Stan did. Yeah. And, and I guess I think, I think just by being there at that age, you know, um, was important. And the Casper Classic, which is the race you're referring to. Oh, yeah. Was uh, the first time I went was a complete failure. Uh, Perhaps a whole story, you know, going to junior nationals and trying that in in Colorado Springs and falling apart horribly because the elevation was horrible. Oh yeah, well the elevation was terrible. You got to remember that back in the day, Arive gave my dad just a little bit of money because I wasn't ready for the uh, Super Week in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, God. Milwaukee, wherever, yeah. I think it was Madison. Milwaukee. I, I went there after that, but, you know, so he gave us a little bit of money. You and um, Jason Zika? Yeah. The fighter? Oh, and my God. I know it's live, so apparently that can... Zilka. You're was fine. it Jason Zilka? Zika? Jason Zika. 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 Long hair. Who is just a memory, but the, the kid who was two years older than me was just... A power. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I digress. The short of it is, Arive back in the day still said, "Okay, you don't qualify for this, but kids want to go." Doug Branson, yourself. Oh yeah. We stayed at the KOA. We went to the hotel. It was hot. Yeah. It was, oh man, it's always hot, and we ran out of water. My dad would drive around all over the courses, you know, it whatever day it was, and try to provide at the feed zones, but you know, it was he's hot. just a guy. <laughs> 
It was hot. That's all I remember. It was really, really hot. (laughs) Let it go. (laughs) I can't. It's still to this day an important thing. But the short of it is what I always wanted to contribute to this conversation before I go and do bedtime is rock and roll, baby. The future of American cycling is based on the grassroots effort. And I think that's what you guys are doing and trying to. Yeah. But M.A. Bolger was. I mean, a hero to this day. So not to tout up my own mother's involvement, but what, what was it about those rides that worked? I mean, if so here I am trying to start this program here in Spokane. What was it about it that made it happen, that made you want to go back every day, every week, all, for years and build, fall in love with the sport? Take the idea of the Cub Scouts of the United States yeah, and just focus on cycling. Okay. I mean, you stop when someone in the group is tired. And Ooh. you make it fun, and you say the goal is not to you know put the miles in. The goal is to enjoy what you're doing, yeah. and then the individual can then decide. You know, I was what 13 when I you know because I I only found cycling because of the 1984 Olympic trials yeah. in Spokane. My dad had no money, you know, working for the city of Spokane as a police officer. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, here's something to do on a Saturday. So we went and watched the trials on the Seven Hills course. Oh, God. Which, Oh, yeah, which is second favorite course in the world for me other than Mount Swakam. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we're going to stuff that other people won't know about. Oh, they get a kind of an idea. They yeah, probably so all had that kind of course. 1984 Olympic trials, and I went, that is what I want to do. So I quit soccer, which every kid in America does when they're 11. <laughs> and we went to uh what's the cycling shop that's gone garland cycle oh okay. Ooh. and that was tim's shop my though first, my first bike which was a schwinn tempo oh God. It was nice oversized you know because you're gonna grow into it yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that point. the short of it is i mean it's just it's it's a matter of you know family support but really it's just someone that wants to do what the boy scouts do but focused on the sport and there's no judgment there's just simply let's go ride let's enjoy it and go from there but don't you don't you agree also billy that there is an arrogant side to cycling horribly yeah i mean mean, the smaller the smaller the world that you're looking at mm -hmm. the more arrogance there'll be i mean sure i deal with another industry which is very small as well Mm -hmm. rock climbing Okay. okay yeah yeah and it's very arrogant but the point is if you love it and you have the time and ability, volunteer, which yeah. I've looked at several times in in my various careers. But the sure of it is I want to support what you guys are doing. And I just learned about it over the last few weeks and just worked out that I could join Skype, <laughs> uh, which I joined today for work. And now I'm like, oh, I can Skype that. Oh, and, perfect. Well, great to hear from you, Billy. Yeah, absolutely, and, man. And Thanks. Honestly, I believe you're our first live caller. Oh, I mean, well, we've had, uh, we've uh, certainly had we've, interviews. We do, yeah, we've done all of our interviews via Skype, but we just started to being able to say, hey, what the hell, let's leave it on and take callers. So what a great way to lead it off, young man. Thank you for doing it, dude. And now that I know you're freaking in this town, um, let me know when you're straddling a top tube and we'll go out and do something stupid. And we'll go get ice cream. Yeah, we'll bring MA and she'll go get ice cream. Let's go get ice cream. Ten four guys. All right, go wash your kid, man. What are you doing? Yeah, she's she's looking at me right now saying... We're off schedule. So. <laughs> exactly. Take and care, Mark, Billy. Congratulations, by the way. Oh. And thank you. 
you'll yeah. see where I'm at very shortly. He'll so. be in bath time before you know it. Yeah, I I, uh, I have a yeah, whole no new idea. appreciation. <laughs> yeah, um, didn't either. So yeah. it's awesome. Man. Billy, I'll, I'll log off and let you guys continue with what you're doing. But right on. Edit edit my you know my confusion. But the short of it is, it's just about doing it. We're not editing shit. You were right. No, so you're perfect. Well, I'm, I'm happy to get involved because I still ride a Tomasini. Oh. oh. Oh, bike por- by so, porn drool. <laughs> want to see what's going on. All right. Um, Take care, man. I, 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 there's a little there's a little drool coming out. Made yep. it work again, and I use it when I can. And oh, right on. And uh, there we go. Great okay. to hear from you, Billy. Take care, man. We'll talk to you later. Take care, Cheers. man. Okay, bye. Wow, there we go. Great Billy Burford. We haven't talked to I have that's an old teammate, haven't talked to in a long time. We always tend to kind of drift back towards that junior concept and um I'm okay when we go off topic, especially I, if it's something related to something we're so passionate about and, and get good ideas in that way. You talk about someone who just hit the nail on the head though. I yeah. think Billy totally nailed it in the fact of MA and yeah. honestly the the sad part is is I came in after MA. I was BMA. Um, or no, as AMA, <laughs> AMA. Um, you know, I, 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 I didn't get to ride with MA Bolger, but, uh, MA for those of our listeners who have no clue what we're talking about is, um, I have, I was graced through life with a, uh, a post divorce. I, I earned two mothers in the long run and, uh, MA was technically what you would include my, as my stepmom, but is now I consider one of my mothers and she, uh, she took it upon herself to, while I was actually training with the category one and twos, the tr- the seniors, and um, she took it on herself to just become this new introductory coach for cycling. And and it was we joked about the fact that in the in the older groups there was always this ongoing joke. It's like, oh, you suffering? You need to go have an ice cream cone with MA. And most of us would say. Yeah, I'd like to actually go and have an ice cream cone with M.A. She would buy soft serve ice cream after the rides for the kids. And it was it just grew into this. That's where it started. I mean, that's where it got to be gigantic, where everybody was doing that. And like you said, like Billy said, it just became this mass group of kids who were all just riding together. You weren't worried about, oh, my God, it's interval day. I got to get some intervals in. I just want to go out and ride. And, you know, maybe that's the whole point of it, dumbing the whole damn thing down. And finding a way to fall in love with the sport again. I think so, but I think you have to... I, I would always want to give credit where credit is due, and that's to the M.A. Bolgers and the Stan Burfords of the of the past. That, yeah. I mean, I think that's the kicker, and that is the one thing that I took for granted. I mean, because my own parents were not involved at all. Um, at all. And I think that, that that is something my parents missed out on. But by the same token, okay, great. But other parents were in the club and they accepted me. Yeah. You know, they accepted me and they let me race and they took me along and, and you had this community and I think that is the big deal. And that is, you know, and there, there were some parents that were cooler than others, yeah. quite frankly. And okay, great. But everybody had a common goal and that was cycling and kids. And, you know, you had your good days and bad days. And I, I just, I can't thank parents enough and, and maybe I think that is the involvement you, and, and also there was some ownership by the kids. I will say that, you know, the kids like Billy. Yeah. You know, we tend to, we don't want to become a show about junior cycling. No, but that was fun. It's kind of, it's kind of our, uh, it's kind of our mantra. I guess we've talked about it so many times. Um, 
you know, I guess when it to our original topic, cross training, I guess do what you can, keep it going. Um, you know what? I miss my spring rides though. I am really missing the big death marches this time of year where you're out there ranking in major ass miles and bonking halfway through, getting caught in the horrible weather and and making those some of those spring rides are some of my best memories of riding. I oh. love those things. Yeah. I mean, well, usually you need other people with you, though. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, th- then again, I've always been a person who's trained by himself really well. Yeah. I don't mind it, um, you know, but uh, I there's there's some there's good memories and bad memories. And, you know, I mean, I, I it's I, I don't know. I mean, it's not even bad memories, but just painful memories. Yeah. Well, trying to hold on to friends wheels and, and praying for he or she to sit up. Yeah. But it never happens. All I know is the wind by Tyler Cheney sucks. Yeah, the wind does suck. Um, do, do, actually, you know what popped into my head when I was thinking about spring riding and spring training the other day is um, that great ride we had as a team. I think it was, unfortunately, it was about two years ago. We were out by the state line. Oh, yeah. You remember the, the couple that was walking towards us that one time? <sighs> <laughs> Only in Spokane or maybe L.A. where you can have a person walking to you in a see-through shirt female on purpose yes very much what what would prompt one to walk with your family that is interesting when you're right by the state line why someone would be topless right by the state line of idaho walking down difficult the state line i wonder why there would be someone kind of a stripper minded by the state line of idaho but on the centennial trail though i don't know she's a stripper probably (laughs) all i do remember was our entire peloton (laughs) passing this woman by this and and mark sitting up off the handle off the bars Thank you. <laughs> we were all just jaw a drop, and you just had the words to say, thank you. <laughs> ah, oh, good man. Day. But spring is here, and th- fortunately, we're now at the time where it is the classics time, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, some have already happened. Manon San Remo already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say it was nice to see uh, Fabian Cancellara up there again. True badass. Second place, baby. He got screwed out by uh, yeah, Stegman's. Stegman's? I think that's who won. Um, you know, one of those classic old style of, of a great Milan San Remo finish. Awesome mm-hmm. to see. I'm excited for the classics this year because I think it's um, – and there's a little thing I want to talk about before we get to your rant and stuff like that. Go. Um, no, just in terms of the classics and uh, – Philippe Gilbert came on the other day talking about the fact that racing is negative right now. There's a lot of sitting in. There's not a lot of, of really strong attacking. And I, the first thing that popped into my head. Mark Cavendish. Well, no. I, Mark I, Cavendish. I talk about Mark Cavendish because I know it'll just get you angry. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The pussy meow. Um <laughs> Is as the fact that I wonder why so many guys can't attack much more. Um, no, it's. I think we're getting to a cleaner peloton. You know, it's interesting because I've had probably five conversations on this subject for over the last two weeks um, with various people, and I agree. There are some stats that have been brought to my attention. I have not verified their veracity. However, um, I, th- I think they're true. 
you look at cycling and cycling is this dirty, dirty sport. Let's just call it what it is. It's got a reputation for being dirty. Okay. Correct? I believe it has even, a reputation, absolutely. Even in the thirties, as does cross country skiing, as does freaking football and baseball. How about anything? No, wait, stop, stop, stop there. Because football and baseball, let's just call those men what they are, and they're saints. Oh wait, the <laughs> saints coach just got suspended for a year, <laughs> but so apparently they're not saints. Um, but <laughs> I couldn't let that go. No, but uh, you, you had to fit that in somewhere. They're saints. No, um, yeah. no, you don't want to be a saint these days. Yeah. Um, anyway, you have baseball. Football and cycling. Let's just and and who do you think is dirtiest of the three? Wait, dirtiest or the most caught? No, 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 no. I want dirtiest. I don't want most caught. No, dirtiest is my point. Football, who, baseball, cycling. Yeah, I'm gonna say football. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, throw down. I you know NFL what? I'd football. Go there. I'd NFL go football. I'm gonna say they're the dirtiest. I'd go there. Yeah, I'd say that because you're gonna say that Pac-Man Jones is cleaner than Cancellara. You know, yeah. I mean, no, I I agree. I just don't think it's governed. I don't think it's governed like like it is in cycling. It's not. And yet many of the same testing protocols, except the testing is done in house. And and anyway, that's a different show. And I don't really have the stats to back it up. But I think cycling is, quote unquote, dirty because cycling is actually the one sport, the one sport, folks. And go ahead. Call in and Skype me if you have other numbers. That is tested so rigorously. Yeah. And I think that goes right back to your point of why are we seeing more sitting in? Why are we seeing that? Well, in a classic, I don't know why, to be honest with you, because the the um, the recovery, the issue isn't necessarily performance versus recovery. Well, it's, and, there, are no, there are no training secrets anymore, though. Everybody's doing the same thing. And genetics can, you know, it, it now just becomes to that extra freakish chromosome that you own that takes you to that second place or or to that second level i mean a conchalara and a you know pick domestique number seven probably train the same amount but maybe conchalara's dna is the one that makes him go faster or what's flowing through his blood well yeah i mean i, I don't know and i'll say it and i've said it on previous shows we don't want a clean tour we do you and me do but People don't. It'll want, be boring. People don't want a clean tour, and yeah. people don't want clean baseball, and people don't want clean football because it means softer hits, has and less records. And do you equate the boring tours to something like that over I the last do. couple of years? I do. Like last year, and I've said it a million times, Cadell Evans is probably the most boring tour winner, and you love him, and I got that. Um, I never said I loved him. You do. You said, "Oh, he was great," and all that stuff. I. Just, I just... He deserved it. <laughs> Quote. Quote, oh, he's great. Unquote. Oh, Cadell, I love you. That's the worst Australian accent I've ever had. I throw another Cadell on the body. <laughs> um, no. Lizanne, call and make fun of Mark. Oi. <laughs> um, I, I guess that's British, but I, I don't know. I mean, I've, either way, I Cadell Evans, if I was Australian, I'd, I'd love him, but... My problem is, is I do think that Andy Schlecht was right in taking out a restraining order against him in the Alps for him just constantly shadowing him. Um, <laughs> it would have been nice if Cadell Evans attacked. I don't know ever. 
Um, but okay, great. You know, he did what he had to do to win the tour, and okay, that's that's how it goes. I mean, tour is about consistency. Yeah, it's not about I dramatics mean, anymore. Well, unless well, Contador finally does something. Oh or, no, that's right, he can't. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's, I have the Spanish beef. Yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> I'm going to French, but it was the steak. It was his step, Why my does all of my Spanish accents require me to speak higher in He's my voice? He's very song. similar to Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> He's just <laughs> one is higher and quicker because Contador does sound like this. And, uh, and the other one we is... We at Pack Filler are not racist in any way beyond our own white biases. Oh, yeah. I, we really... I'm we cool. hate everyone equally. <laughs> Jesus, I was just about to plug another website, but now I bet you shouldn't. <laughs> no. The, um, I, yeah, we really we, we aren't intentionally racist. We're probably culturally biased, and we don't no, mean to be. We, we, are, we are participants in a global sport, and there are dialects and accents. I will make fun of the French. I'll make fun of the English. I'll make fun of everybody. I mean, come on. You know why you make fun of the French? <laughs> don't make me. Don't make me. Edit this out. Oh, come on. I mean, can you imagine if you had the tour of the USA and the French were winning it every year? <laughs> that sucks. Son of a bitch. Screw oh, you, Jalbert. I'm going to find a way to get that guy to. Or Jalbert. It was Jalbert. Yeah, I was one. Yeah. Jalbert's in. Uh, uh, what is it? Jalbert. Jalbert. He's is... a BMC boy this year. But Ooh. I personally uh, speak. Well, getting back on topic. Um, I pick. <laughs> ooh, shiny. Um, I pick Jalbert <laughs> to probably kick ass on some classics this year. I think yeah. he's got the legs. And I am going to Velominati.com. If you are not on there, boys and girls, this is an un. I, I'm just giving these guys a plug because yeah. it's fun over there. Frank over there has a cool website. If you don't know the rules, you haven't been listening to our show. So get over there and pick your pick your classic wins. It's fun with the Super Prestige. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot of fun. You actually get to you know pick uh, who you th- the top three you win things like that. You get bragging points. Think it's kind of like fantasy football bracketology and betting online, but for skinny geeks. It's it's cool. So uh, long on to that. We're uh, well. My account is under Pack Filler, so people can go on and laugh at me when I pick the the wrong people. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's so, like betting a horse race, really. Exactly, <laughs> it kind of is. And if you beat us, you can always rub it in for crying out loud. So uh, classics are gonna rub it out. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about what you just said, you sick monkey. Um, I don't know about. You, but I'm really glad that I, as a teacher, get spring break coming up soon. I'm going to get some miles in starting not next week, but the week after. No, I mean it this time. And I will, in fact, we're going to do a show during that week. So I'm going to brag it up. We'll probably do a ride. Maybe we'll do a recording on the ride. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, no, It'll I. It'll sound uh, like this. My spring break is actually next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because of the wind blowing in. Your spring break is next week? Yeah, I'm taking a random day off. Are you? Yeah. I, did. I actually I told everybody I said schedule me that day. Nice. I'm off. Nice. Yeah. That's my spring break. Just one day. Well, yeah. Oh well, shit. It's time for the rant. Okay. Um, this week, if you have not tuned into the show before, where you been? Uh, it's time for the rant. Every week we do a nice little 
point where we actually get to stand on our soapbox and complain about something or someone or some aspect of life. Usually when Mark rants, it is fairly poetic and against yours truly because I have said something apparently unintentionally in the show that Mark actually bashes upon. Mine usually tend to be a little bit more childish and pre-organized. This week, however, it is Mark Hodgson's turn. So without further ado, Mark Hodgson's rant. This could be a short rant, but I want to say something right out of the gate. It's something that you've all known about, and I guess I'm not afraid to say it anymore. I'm going to come out and say it, and I, 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 I hate the NBA. <laughs> I cannot stand those bastards. They make too much money, and guess what? They really aren't the best athletes in the world. They like to think they are, and I think they're... Egos are only matched by the extent of the bad example they set for today's youth. There, I said it. I've come clean. And you know what? I even watch NBA games every now and then. Conversely, I love March Madness. I think March Madness is fabulous. On that day, a 16 seed is paired against a number one seed and going in the 16 seed believes that they have a chance for those of you who don't know it's roughly 64 teams that <laughs> basically throw down for the national championship big schools small schools everybody and everybody gets invited it's something that's unique and i think it's unique to the sport of basketball while i absolutely loathe the professionalism and people in the NBA. I think they're fabulous athletes. I think they're overpaid and egotistical. And if their league fails, I will be glad. But I think that there is something about March Madness that really hits all of us. Perhaps maybe it's the David against Goliath. On the first day, you literally have upsets of unbelievable proportions. Games come down to two points, and in the final 10 seconds, someone pulls it out. You as an endurance athlete, maybe now you're heading into your own March Madness. See, March Madness, a lot of times teams may not even win their tournament, but they still get in due to what's called an RPI, how tough their schedule was. Maybe we're all playing the same sport. I don't know, but right now, what's your March Madness? What's your seed? What's your A race? Where's your national championship? You may be, like myself, a number 16 seed going into the season. <laughs> Who are you paired against? What is your hopes? Now's the chance, because there's something I learned in some of the longer endurance races that I did. You have a plan, and you stick to the plan. What's your plan? If you don't have one, maybe now's an awesome time to make one. You could still pull the season out right now for you because that's really all it is about. In endurance sports, it's a lot different. You don't have another 15, 20 people counting on you. You don't have the issues of maybe they aren't working hard enough. Maybe they aren't doing what's right. Maybe somebody key on your team is injured. That could happen. But in an endurance sport such as cycling, especially at the older ages that I myself am at, Maybe you have a shot at something else. So I would encourage everyone out there, what's your seed? If you are familiar with March Madness, and if you're Australian, this is going to be completely lost on you, and I'm really, really sorry. But otherwise, if you're American and you're familiar with March Madness, take your tournament. Where's your seed? Where are you at? Are you going to go in as a 16 seed? Who are you an underdog to? Or maybe you're a number one seed. Maybe you're the best team in your bracket. Well, then who are you against? And are you going to be upset? 
It really matters. Right now, you can put the work in to do what you want. And so I guess for that reason, I'm giving a shout out to March Madness of all things. I'm throwing down, I think the NBA is nonsense and should be abolished. I believe I'm going to try and pass a law to that effect. But aside from that, where are you at? Where's your seed? What's your plan? Stick to the plan. In the packfiller.com studios, I am pack, pack. I started as I finished. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. And I quit. Me too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.